As we get closer to the end of summer, the minds of families and parents turn to the new school year. While this is old hat to families and students who have been a part of the OSD for a while, it can be a time with many questions for those who are just starting out. Today on Inside the OSD, we're going to get some answers to common questions about kindergarten from the experts, four of our own kindergarten teachers. Welcome to this episode of Inside the OSD Podcast, where it's all about the kids. Here is your host, lifelong educator, and our superintendent, Dr. Leslie Bergstrom. This is an important topic for students and families who will be starting kindergarten in a couple of weeks. So thank you for being here today. Let's start by having each one of you introduce yourself, where you teach kindergarten, and how many years you've been in the OSD. My name is Paula Slattery, and I'm a kindergarten teacher at Brooklyn Elementary, and I have been in the Oricon District. This will be my 24th year. Oh, thank you. Hi, I'm Laura Jakey. I'm one of the kindergarten teachers at Forest Edge. This is actually my 24th year in teaching, my 21st year teaching kindergarten, <laughs> and my ninth year in the Oregon School District. Wow. I am Christina Strutt. I just changed my name this summer from Christina Olofsson. This is my second year with the district teaching kindergarten, and I am at Netherwood Elementary. Thank you. I'm Marcy Ingham. I'm one of the kindergarten teachers at Prairie View. This is my 18th year teaching kindergarten, but my fourth year in Oregon. Boy, it really sounds like if you teach kindergarten, you kind of stick with kindergarten. That's really what it sounds like. That's kind of cool. Um, it's, it's a niche in teaching. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a super exciting time for families, but it's also a really big transition for um, our little students and their families, too. So what is the one thing you would say to families in anticipation of kindergarten? And I'd love each of you to contribute something to that one. Um, the first um, word that came to mind for me was just relax. <laughs> um, kindergarten is often like starting a new job when your child is going to be gone all day, every day. It's a very long day in the mm -hmm. beginning, mm -hmm. and they will probably come home tired, yeah. hungry, maybe a little bit cranky. Um, and they may not want to share much about their day, but give them about a month or so to settle into routines of school and they will start sharing and they will start getting into the routine and it will be easy. It will get easier. That's lovely, Paula, but it also reminds me of what I was like when I was teaching for that first month of teaching. I would come hungry, tired, a little bit cranky, and not wanting to share. Oh, yes, and, and I still do as well. Yes, I just want to be quiet and not talk and not hear my name yeah, for the next it, it eight hours. Like, you know, that sounds like it's a real human thing, the transition. I think kindergarten is the most exciting and unique year for you and your child. New friends and new experiences will be an important part of your child's day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your child will spend the kindergarten day in playful, fun activities while learning new skills and expanding their knowledge at the same time. Yeah. Thank you. In kindergarten, a word or a buzzword is problem solving. So just know <laughs> that when your kindergartners are coming in, there's going to be so many different levels of situations where they're going to get the opportunity to build independence and to problem solve with a lot of support there too. And so there's going to be a lot of things that will pop up during the year and just know that we're all on the team to support your student and to help them to thrive 
and have a positive relationship with school. That reminds me of that book, Everything You Ever Needed to Know You You Learned in Kindergarten, right? <laughs> how to get along with others, how to problem solve. Take that. a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> you bet, you bet. It's all in there. <laughs> Um, I think I'd like to say, like, welcome to the family. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we all have our own families and things that we do outside of school, but teachers are just as, as, as excited as the kiddos to start school, to yeah. start a new year. And so I think of them as, like, my daytime family that I spend <laughs> all the time day to day with them. So we're excited um, to meet everybody and get started. That's lovely. So with kindergarten, or really with all grades, um, even though we have four schools represented here, we know that the experience is, is very similar. Because the academic standards are the same, the social-emotional learning standards are the same. So there's a lot of similarities, even though some of the details within each classroom can be very different. So given that, um, would one of you walk us through a day in the life of a kindergartner? Sure, I can do that. Um, it's important to note that our days involve a balance of whole group and small group activities. Movement and social skills development are constantly mixed in with our academic time. We want learning to be developmentally appropriate as well as fun. We'll be working on reading and writing skills, phonemic awareness skills, math skills, social emotional skills. We'll be doing a lot of that problem solving. <laughs> yeah. Then you also throw in rotations, recess breaks, lunch, and the best part of the day, free choice, when they get mm. to play and do what they want and interact with their friends. And then yeah. the day's done. It's important to note that because the kiddos work hard, even when they're playing, your child will come home exhausted, just like Paula had shared, particularly in the first few weeks of school. Because of this, it's so important to establish a routine at home with an early bedtime and help your child adjust. Along with that, please also know that if your child melts down at home after school or in the evenings, right, right. this is normal. They simply yes. need the time to adjust and they will adjust and they will be successful. That's, thank you so much for mentioning bedtime, too, because I think that's a summer conundrum for parents mm -hmm. because of the light. It's lighter outside longer. It's very easy for kids to stay up a lot later. And then the transition to school can be so abrupt if you're not thinking ahead. Yes. And trying to get them to bed a little bit earlier, a few weeks before school even starts. It's so important to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, how do you keep in touch with and get information to families with the understanding that every teacher has something a little bit different? Mm -hmm. I'll take that one. My main form of communication is um, email. Mm -hmm. I love being able to sit down and jot a quick, quick email right when something happens or right when I think of something. Or even at the end of the day, if I scribble myself a note, then sit down and send an email. Mm -hmm. um, I also like emails because... It gives, if I'm asking them something or telling them of a situation, they have time to think about it and, sure. and um, comprehend it and whatever. And um, so that's, that's the way I do it typically. And it might just be a little something, oh, you know, Susie spilt her milk and she's got a different shirt on. And <laughs> just to try to let parents know they might be hearing things and right. this is what right. it was. Um, I also send a weekly newsletter home yes. every um, Friday, and I do that over email as well. But if a family, if email doesn't work for them, I can send it on a paper copy. And yeah. I also find email works nice if there's um, split parents. Mm -hmm. I can have mm -hmm. both on my email chain, and it's a good way to communicate with all family members. So if a family needs something on paper instead of email, they should just tell you directly mm -hmm. and you take care of that. Yep. I'm sure that's the same mm -hmm. for everybody. Yes, mm -hmm. and then I would just print it off and send it home with their kindergartner. That's nice. Thank you. 
I remember sitting on the on the carpet with Mrs. Nelson, my kindergarten teacher, and having her call each one of us up one by one to take home our newsletter. <laughs> and then as soon as you get it, you get to go back to the coat hooks and put stuff on. <laughs> so now you just get to send it, and the little kiddos don't have to wait in line for other copy of the newsletter. <laughs> and worry if it's going to make it home at all. <laughs> That's true. I'm sure we didn't have backpacks. I just carried it all the way home. So, Okay. Um, do students leave the kindergarten classroom to go to other classes? And if so, how do they navigate the school building? That can be such an exciting beginning of kindergarten is exploring the big school that they get to be a part of now. And we all staff in the building kind of have kindergarten eyes too that they're <laughs> watching to help out any friend who's not with the group. But most of the time they're going to be with their teacher and with the group being yeah. supported and to find the new spaces. And as I mentioned before, independence is a goal of kindergarten. And right. so giving them the skills and teaching them and making sure we know where, where all students are at all times. But then also at the end of the year, starting to give them opportunities for independence to navigate. But they'll be leaving the classroom to go to places like rotations classes. Mm -hmm. And they'll be going mm -hmm. to the library or to tech classes. Or they'll be going to um, recess in the lunchroom. And so there's a lot of places that they'll be accessing in their school. And when we're doing that, we're getting into a line and going together. We're practicing what it looks like, sounds like, feels like. It's the cutest thing. It's the cutest thing. Yeah. And so we get to, we, with support, they're going to see a lot of spaces in the school building. That's nice. Thank you. Um, well, how does lunch and recess work? <laughs> I'll take that. Like Christina said, we are going to be there to help them. Um, we will set up the routines, we'll establish the expectations when we go to different places and for lunch and recess. Um, before we even have lunch or recess, we'll take them there. We'll give them a tour of the lunchroom. Yeah. We'll show them where the lunch lines are. If you're taking, um, you know, which which lunch option you're taking, you'll go in a separate line, where to wash hands, where to put your lunch boxes, all the routines in that room um, or what, what happens there to come or when there it's time to go also. Um, same with recess. We'll go together as a class. We'll show them the playground, where the boundaries are, where the toys are, all those things. <laughs> um, and, and we'll really just help them learn those routines. They are going to think they know what to do on the first day when they come in. Like, oh, I know how to go to lunch. I know how to go play at recess. But we will help establish those routines and show them what to do. So it's assume nothing situation. Yeah. Where you're, you're <laughs> the very beginning. And parents, parents should also think about that too when they're packing a lunch. Like, what can the child open independently? Mm -hmm. um, now, we know that there's always adults to help. So, Absolutely. you know, this completely okay for us to, to open something for the child. But it also probably feels pretty good when you can sit down and open up everything that's in your lunch by yourself without asking that for help. Yep, absolutely. So that would be a thing for parents to think about this summer too, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And another thing along that line, when you're packing a lunch, don't pack so much that it's overwhelming that your child opens and doesn't know where to start and ends up eating nothing. Oh, that happens? Just do, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, okay. sometimes. Okay. Just small portions of a few things. And also the lunchroom is just such an exciting, dynamic place. They're looking all over the place, yes. maybe not focused on their meal right away. So, yeah, just small portions of things that they like so it's not too overwhelming when they open that lunchbox and don't even know where to start. Oh, that's good advice. I wouldn't have thought about <laughs> overwhelming with my lunchbox work, so that's good to know. So how do they get to the right place to be picked up at the end of the school day? Whether they ride the bus or they get picked up by someone at school, 
this I know is a very um, point of high concern for families, making sure that their students know what to do when school's over. Yes, and what we do um, at Brooklyn is I line my students up in their bus order to coincide with the bus order that's outside. Oh my, that's And then tricky. I put my kids that get picked up at the end of the line because, okay. um, well, I'll tell you that. So then we go out about probably at least five, maybe even sometimes 10 minutes before um, release time. So we get out there before the rest of the population okay. comes out. And so we walk and we stop at bus 12. We put everybody on bus 12. Then I got a new line later and we keep walking and then we put everybody on bus 15 and we keep walking. And then we end up at the flagpole by the front door. And that's where I tell parents to meet their um, oh, the people who get okay. picked up or yeah get okay. a ride. Um, then that sets the tone for the whole year. So once the kids do know how to walk on their own, the ones that get picked up go to the flagpole. So mom and dad, don't come down. Don't try to pick them up. Don't try to pick them out of the line. Right. Wait at the flagpole because that's where the kids will be taught to go and meet you. And then eventually when they... And you can kind of tell some years it's quicker, some years it's later, and that's fine that kids will go to the bus on their own. But we are always out there with them. And when I do tell my kids they can go on their own, if I have a few that don't want to, I'll still walk them to the bus. I'll be out there if something, if buses are out of order or something. Yeah, we're (laughs) always out there. And then at the end, we have a, a... pocket chart where we flip if Miss Slattery's class is out. So I always tell the kids, don't worry, I'm not going to flip that tag until we are all out and all where we need to be. So the buses aren't going to leave without you. And then we just need a communication with mom and dad. If the the pickup routine changes, yes. if they usually ride yes. the bus but are getting picked up or vice versa, or someone else is picking them up, please, again, send an email, write a note, leave a phone message. But we have to have some communication to know that something is changing. Otherwise, they will go what we usually, where we usually send them at the end of the day. And any of you can answer this, but where should parents send that information? If grandma's going to pick them up instead of going on the bus, should they tell the teacher or should they tell the main office? They should tell the teacher because the main office is a very, very busy place and they don't always have time to run messages down to us. So Yeah, either shoot an email. I tell parents I check my phone and my email at 2.30 every day to see if something has changed. Okay. So, yes, I always say send an email or a phone message so that, and then date and a date so I know. Because a lot of times we have kindergarten, oh, I'm going home with Johnny today on bus 12. (laughs) Well, no, you're not if I haven't (laughs) talked to mom or dad about it. So Right. I do just slightly different. I do suggest for my um, families to let me know, but just in case that day I woke up with the flu or something and I wasn't there, I do ask them to CC the main office so that I'll be the main person, keeper of that information, but they know if I had a substitute that day, that information isn't just held in my email. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a good tip too. Thank you. Um, I'm envisioning you, Paula, as sort of like the mama duck and all the ducklings walking behind <laughs> That's her. That's exactly Stopping at bus to like bus. That. that is yeah. exactly what it looks like. And that has, it's been described that many, many times. I, I bet. And we That's can't really deliver them. Like. Yes. To the exact it's, place they need to go. Exactly. <laughs> Which is exactly how it needs to be, yes. right? The little babies. Um, so then is there anything we can do over the next couple of weeks to get ready for kindergarten? We've spoken about bedtime and maybe even a practice run with the lunchbox. <laughs> is there anything else that might be helpful? 
Oh, absolutely. And these are things that they can start at any time okay. and continue to practice throughout the year. Um, talk about and name their emotions and just get a real good feeling for the feelings that they're having. Um, play games, play outside, practice taking turns, take walks and talk about things that they see and hear and make those observations. The communication piece is so huge. Um, let your child do things independently. Have them zip up their coat and open their own snacks and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, clean up after themselves. Practice following two and three step directions. Say, first oh, you're going good. to do this, mm -hmm. then I need you to do that. And start adding on to those responsibilities. Um, and also let your child see you making mistakes and watch you problem solve how to fix them because they learn so much by watching the adults around them. Oh, that is so sweet and so much more meaningful than bedtime and lunch, lunch <laughs> preparation. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. So any final thoughts for kindergarten students or their families? Anything you want to add um, right now to kind of wrap it up? Um, I would just reiterate again, relax, um, show your student that you're excited and then they will get excited. And it's so wonderful that we have the Ready, Set, Go conferences so the kids yeah. can at least have some time to come in, to meet us, to find their room. And I really think that kind of puts everybody, moms yeah. and dads and kindergartners at ease that they get to come in and, and see their classroom beforehand. But um, yeah, just be excited. And one other thing is, Whatever their routine getting to school is going to be for the year, you should try to do that on the first day. Okay. And if it's riding the bus and then you need to come to school and make sure that's fine. But typically, if they're going to ride the bus during the school year, you should try to do that the first day so they don't think they can persuade mom and dad to give them a ride every day <laughs> or make sure they know this is just a special day. So starting routine as early yes. as possible. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I think just get, as was already stated, giving them an opportunity to take the lead in opportunities oh. and you're going to get to watch them as they're in kindergarten grow and develop. And so let yourself have those moments where you let them take the lead and watch how they're growing and developing too. That's nice. I think we're just all super excited to get the year started and um, reach out if you have questions. It's better. I'd rather have 100 emails to answer questions and um, get things straightened out rather than having some wondering. Um, because if you have one yeah. question, other families might have the same question too. Good point. Um, so please reach out for anything. Um, yeah, and we're just super excited to start the year. Well, I just love how responsive everybody is and understanding of the fact that there are a lot of emotions wrapped up mm -hmm. in the first day of school for a little one. The first day of school in the school building, because a lot of them were 4K students, but coming to the elementary school, that's the, a really big step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So understanding all the emotions that are wrapped up into that and being responsive to first the families, and, or first the students and then the families. Thank you all for that. Mm -hmm. Thanks for tuning in this week. We know you're getting ready for the school year and want to remind you that there's a wealth of information on our website, such as details on school meals, school supply lists, school safety, school pickup and drop off instructions, how to talk to your kids about a wide variety of topics, and much more. Just go to OregonSD.org and look for the For Families tab. 
We can't wait to welcome you to the 2023-2024 school year, and we'll see you soon. Remember that you can find links to all episodes of Inside the OSD and submit topic ideas on our website at oregonsd.org backslash podcast. You can find this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. Make sure to subscribe if you're listening on one of these apps to get notifications on the most recent episodes. We'll see you next time on Inside the OSD, where it's all about the kids.